Welcome everyone to episode 13 of State Champs Ohio Extra Point. We want to encourage you to follow us on social media, especially on Twitter. You can see a lot of content there, a lot of videos when our show comes out at State Champs OH. Again, that's at State Champs OH. You can find a full list of the various State Champs Network podcasts on Spreaker. Follow us on whatever medium you may be um, listening to right now. Hit the subscribe button just so you can get an easy notification when things are coming out. We have a lot of content, obviously, up into the state championships. So excited to bring you another podcast here today. Before we talk further about our guest here today, I want to tell you about Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to l2athletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports including football. Without further ado, we want to welcome on our guest here today. His name is Nick Alexander, the head coach at Walsh Jesuit. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. An exciting time for you guys as you know, you see the state championship, I'm sure, prize at the end. Still a few games to get there, though. I guess your overall thoughts on what the season has been. A lot of uh, you know bumps, but some uh, really good highlights as well for you guys. Yeah, so we started off one and two. Uh, we played um, two tough teams early, and Benedictine and Archbishop Hoban. And uh, we've we've rattled off ten straight, uh, really just focusing on us each week. Uh, so we're excited to be playing for a regional championship. Um, can't give enough credit to our seniors. I got twenty four seniors that have stuck it out and uh, went through a coaching change since the, after their freshman year, and um, I'm I'm really glad that they stuck it out. Yeah, we've talked a lot about with all the coaches that we've talked to this year in terms of culture and, you know, what you guys look to establish. I guess for you, what what does that mean for this program? Is it all coming kind of full circle now as you guys make a deep run? Yeah, so, I mean, I took over the program three years ago with uh, my assistant coaches and I. And uh, um, coming in, we went one and nine year one, you know, and it would have been really easy for people to write us off and say, we're not going to listen to those guys. They don't know what they're doing now. But they didn't, and um, we are fortunate to have great captains in Matt Nadel, Jack Romanini, Casey Kish, Christian Ochi, Tyron Rogers. Uh, that kind of helped. I call them culture changers. You know, that kind of stuck with us, and um, each day just kept coming to work. And we were able to get some wins last year uh, that got us ready for a moment like Friday night. And before we get to Friday night, I think something interesting. You know, coming into this game, coming into last game, last game, you know, you, you played those guys 35-34 into two overtimes of regular season loss. This game, same opponent, 35-34, two overtimes lost. I'm sure you, you can't think, oh, you know, this is this is our year just because of that. But isn't that kind of weird and, and, and unique at the same time as well? <laughs> it was. It was very weird. Uh, I'll, Coach, uh Tim Terrell over at Hoban, right when we shook hands after the Hoban loss, he goes, it's so crazy that it was the same. I didn't even put it together at the time until he brought it up. Uh, so I appreciate him for doing that. But uh, it was um, it was awesome to get last week's win, you know, kind of clean our hands with that one. And um, after we know that uh, Division Two Region 5 goes through Hoban, you know, and it's no um, – you can't hide their success that they've had over the past – eight years past decade. So uh, we know, we knew that if we just stayed the course and we took care of us each day, that we would get another shot at them. 
back to Benedictine in your last game for a second. You guys were five seed. They were one seed coming into play. So a really good win just in that case. And they had won eight straights against you guys. So I'm sure and actually out of the playoffs last year as well. So I'm sure there was a lot of firepower just involving that. But I guess any adjustments from game one to game two that allowed you guys to take it home, you think? Yeah. I mean, one, we scored 34 points, and so we scored the exact same total, but we held them to 20. So I got to give credit to our defensive staff. They had a, they pitched a shutout in the second half for the second consecutive week. They also did that against Hudson. Um, so our defense is playing really well, and uh, we actually spotted them seven uh, – yeah, with a, a bad interception. Um, but, yeah, playing Benedictine again was really important to us just to show how far we've come as a program. Um, eight years, but we hadn't beaten them. You know, and we, we've we had success. We won 10 games going into that one, but uh, we hadn't gotten over the hump of beating Benedictine. You know, they beat us week one, and we, we came into week one. Um, it's on me as, as their head coach, but maybe a little too confident you know, and, and what we had coming back and we thought we could be a good football team. Um, so maybe I didn't have us uh, quite prepared for that one, but we weren't going to let that opportunity slip away. We're very close as a group, as far as coaches and players. And uh, we just kept talking about, we don't want this to be our last Wednesday. We don't want this to be our last Thursday. And um, it wasn't really uh, afterwards we talked about uh, the redemption and beating Benedictine, but up until then, it was all about Walsh Jesuit. It was just about taking care of each day, and I know I keep saying that, but it's really what we preach every day and um, finding a way to to get a win on Friday. You guys fumbled the opening kickoff in that game, and they had the ball on the 25-yard line. I guess twofold, just thinking about that and maybe not what happened afterwards, your, your original, you know, is that a gut punch for you as you begin a game like that? Yeah, it was. Uh it shows how tough our kids are uh, and how we can handle adversity and they're a resilient group. Uh, we, we were down 14-0 against Hudson. We threw a pick six on the first play against St. V in a big rivalry game. And then we fumbled the opening kickoff against Benedictine in the regional semifinal. So I don't think there's many things that can happen this week that we won't be able to stay calm, cool, collected for uh, and just keep playing for four quarters. And that's why the game's 48 minutes long, you know, and um, – our kids aren't going to stop playing until the final whistle. And, you know, you've talked about the defense already, but that's quite an impressive stand um, to keep them out of the end zone in that situation as well. What were some key plays that you saw, you know, made in that single series and drive there? Yeah, the first play. Uh, we tackled, it was tackled for a loss, and then we had a great uh, pressure on the quarterback, forcing an uh, incomplete pass. Um but we got after them up front, you know, and I think uh, our focus was stopping the run and playing good tight coverage on the outside. Uh, their quarterback threw for 350 yards against us in week one. Um, and we picked him off and held him to a lot less this week. So um, that was important to, to get off the field. Then we blocked the field goal. So talked about all three aspects of the game. We blocked the field goal and returned it, set our offense up in good field position. I believe they held us to three, but it was an important three. So we still started off the game three up, three nothing, and never looked back. I want to get a deep dive into your matchup versus Hoban, but first I want to talk about some of your individuals as well, kind of starting with the offensive side. Matt Nadell, a guy who's 200, nearly 2,500 yards, 24 touchdowns this year. He's been real special for you, hasn't he? Yeah, Matt Nadell is, is his ultimate competitor. Um we have Ryan Kersher, a great junior quarterback, right behind him that pushes him every day in practice, even today out at practice. You know, and I joke with Matt, I'm like, right, here comes Ryan. And Matt's a two-year starter, uh, great kid, 
really tough. No, there's no situation that throws Matt off. Again, I talked about the opening pick six versus um, St. V, and he comes over and get his head, gets his head right, and he goes out and he makes great plays to help win us the football game. Um, kids voted him. He was a unanimous vote from everybody um, as far as a senior captain and a little iffy on ever, I mean, ever putting that on my quarterback, you know, but uh, he, he got, I mean, everybody voted for him and he, he worked really hard this off season to set him up to have a huge senior year. It's not easy. When you look at our receiving numbers, it's not easy to have all of those guys that want the ball. I mean, they're all talented. All, our entire receiving core is, um, and he, the distribution's unbelievable in there. Uh, and to have a guy like Christian Ochi, uh, but have everybody else have all those catches is, is awesome. And you kind of talk about the balance there. It's been a lot of balance on the running side of things as well. Maybe not, you know, of choice just because you've had some key injuries there. But I think on the surface, not knowing that, you know, from the get-go, it's impressive how spread out the touchdowns are and how everybody has contributed at that spot as well. Yeah, our motto this year is selfless, you know, and uh, Coach Bach, our defensive coordinator, gave an unbelievable presentation on um, what it means to be selfless. And uh, our guys have really bought in. You know, it's it's we, not me. And um, when we get down there, when I, I tell them, when Walsh Jesuit wins a football game, it's a 2021 Walsh Jesuit football team. You know, they'll throw away those stats. Nobody will remember their stats 10 years from now, but everybody will remember the uh, how far they go in the playoffs and um, – and, and the team awards. And other guys, you know, on the defensive side as well, Casey Kish is uh, somebody that leads you in tackles. What do you like about him? Casey Kish is an animal inside. So he's uh, been our three-year starter at middle linebacker. Um, so when we got here in the one in 19, Casey led our team in tackles as a sophomore. He led our team in tackles as a junior. He's a defensive MVP last year. And again, he's leading our team in tackles. Our defense goes as Casey Kish goes. Um, he is a fun kid to be around. He's got a huge personality. Uh, nobody loves Casey Kish more than Casey. Um, but it is fun. He's a fun guy to coach and, uh, I have him in class. He's a fun guy to teach. Um, Casey Kish is the guy we're going to miss, you know, and, uh, I I'm excited to coach him again on Friday night. You ever make him do push-ups in class or when he, when he acts up? <laughs> no, because he probably try to flex and take off his shirt and be like, coach, I can do a hundred pushups. And uh, no, but uh, it is fun having those guys on and off the field. Uh, Romanini, a guy that's uh, is certainly a big part of your ball carrying game as well, but he's a guy that goes both ways. What do you like about him on the defensive side as well? Yeah. So Jack's like a hybrid, right? He's like a safety outside linebacker type. Um, he does a good job coming up, setting the edge in the run game. He's had some huge hits, some huge uh, interception returns for touchdown, uh, forced fumbles, but he also can run and cover guys. And then he comes right over and he plays offense. Um, so when it comes down to like a true most valuable player on the team, I mean, for everything that Jack does, it's Jack Romanini. It's awesome to see. And he's a kick returner. He's the guy that helps set up the kick returns. He's a blocker out there. Um, but he did get one kick to him. He almost returned it for a touchdown. So. Yeah, uh, he's a great kid, comes from a great family, bleeds maroon and gold. Um, I'm happy for all of his success. He's also another three-year starter that uh, stuck with us through one and nine. And as we kind of narrow in on Archbishop Hoban, obviously we've talked about the the factor of playing them already in week three. Um, this is also your you know first appearance in the regional finals since 2011. So 
that's got to be a moment for you guys to just relish in a little bit as well. Yeah, it is. So there's a lot of uh, this year has been a lot of uh, last first time since first time since first time since. And I tell the class, I go, how do you guys want to be remembered? You know, let's let's rewrite the whole record book for them. You know, let's throw everything out and nothing so that future classes moving forward, everything will be first time since 2021, you know, uh, and that they can set their own marks. And uh, it is cool. It, it, I can't deny the fact that around the school, there's good buzz going around. Um, to be back here is special. And uh, I talked to Coach Reardon all the time, who was the coach at that time and a le legendary coach at Walsh Jesuit. Uh, and it's, um, it's just great to hear his stories and to learn from his experiences. Best story you've heard? Best story I heard from Coach Reardon was, well, he's ner most nerve-wracking story. So we're playing Hudson, and he goes, how's this one? He goes, I remember those feelings. And he was kind of like an underlying dig. He goes, I remember those feelings. Uh, he goes, um, you know, the ones where maybe you're supposed to win, but you know they're tougher than people think, and you got a lot of pressure on you, and you're probably not sleeping. And I go like this, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it. But, yes, now that uh, you're adding that pressure to me. Uh, no, but his stories are great about um, play calling and fans getting on him and how he handled things. And he's a great guy, great resource for me. Lamar, Lamar Sperling, a guy that, uh, you know, really ran from the get-go, I guess, against you guys last time. 42 carries, 272 yards, three touchdowns. How do you limit a guy like that? He's a tough guy to limit. He's a really, really good running back. If you haven't seen him, I don't know how what offers he has, but he should have them all. Um, yeah, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Uh, and as far as containing him, I, I think he's going to get his carries. They're going to give him the football. So it's uh, – we just got to get 11 hats to the ball. We got to tackle as a group. You know, I'm not asking anybody individually to do it one-on-one, -on -one, um, but we got to get guys down there and, and force um, and tackle them as a group. You guys lost on a two-point conversion last time around. And I like this quote from you that it was in one of the papers. You said, if you want to knock off a champion, you have to knock them out. Um, I assume same kind of mindset here in a game like this as well, maybe even more so. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, that's anybody. Our players had no doubt whenever we scored. They were all looking back saying we're going for two. We talked about it during the week. You know, uh, in that situation, though, it was actually easier calling people like they're like, oh, I can't believe going for two. But in the third overtime, everybody's got to go for two anyway. You know, so it was one of those. We, it was second overtime. They had just scored. We had one shot from the two yard line to beat Hogan. You know, that was something that um, that's not one I lose sleep on. So uh, but it. The play call and stuff like that, you know, always comes back to haunt me in my nightmares. But, um, yeah, I, I say mindset. I mean, for us to get out of the region, we got to beat Hoban and uh, whatever it takes. I'm not leaving any stone unturned. And I guess, you know, some other things that we already haven't talked about. I know we've talked a lot about a lot, you know, what, what it might take to beat them. But, you know, your, your overall thoughts on, you know, what it is going to take. Yeah, so they're really good up front defensively. Um, they got great linebackers. I mean, so it's going to take, I mean, we're going to have to score points, you know, and, uh, we're going to have to limit them. Um, we're going to have to limit ourselves to turnovers. I think that we lost the turnover battle in week one or excuse me, week three. Um, and that hurt us, you know, turning the ball over twice, killed our drives. Uh, and then we got to tackle, you know, if, when, if Lamar Sperling runs for 272 yards, um, again, it's, we're going to be in a tough spot, you know, cause that means that they ate up a lot of clock. 
but we got to tackle him and get him to the ground and not give up the big play. Uh, almost like Ben, but don't break, you know, just force him to keep running plays and uh, keep getting hits on Sperling. Well, Coach, thanks so much for stopping by here today. Best of luck going forward and should be a lot of fun between those guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on and uh, you got a new fan in me. One more thank you to our sponsor, Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Thanks so much for Coach for coming on once again. Reminder to follow us on Twitter at StateChampsOH and all the other platforms as well. And subscribe to our podcast as we get closer and closer to the state finals in Canton, Ohio. We'll be off next week for Thanksgiving, so enjoy your turkey, enjoy all your desserts. We'll see you in a couple weeks previewing what will be the state championships. Looking forward to that.